Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 356 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we begin this very fun week, the festive week of Christmas. Today, as always, we're going to take our, a break from our Come Follow Me studies and have a look at any of the recent updates from the church or anything that you've been studying or anything that I've been studying additionally um, outside of the Come Follow Me materials. Um, just to get a bit of variety and also to have the opportunity to hear some um, thoughts and insights from our listeners as well. We share our listener comments from the Facebook group and the uh, the email um, emails that you send as well. Um, I suppose I, I, I've been thinking about this recently. I don't know if anyone uh, feels like that put off perhaps if from commenting or sharing an email because perhaps they don't want it to be shared, but they would be comfortable in just sharing it on the Facebook group if it wasn't shared on the podcast. So you know, I am aware of that, and uh, if you would, if you would like to post or comment or email, but you don't want it read out, um, then please do uh, just indicate so in the message. Um, that'd be absolutely fine. But of course, uh, I'd, the whole purpose of the, the the Church Jesus Christ Study Session podcast is to develop uh, discussion, is to share faith and testimony, uh, and to build faith with with one another. One another, and so I do hope that you uh, do continue to post and to comment and to share because that really is. One of the great reasons why I love to do this podcast. Speaking of which, we'll dive straight into the Facebook comments. Now, um, this is another reason why I like having the Facebook group and having people comment and share thoughts on things that are shared on there, because there's occasional times where there is um, another insight or a different insight that is given on something. You may remember last week, last Monday, I shared a quote about a Christ-like attribute, about how gratitude is one of the um, attributes that... Uh, we can achieve near perfection in. Now, um, I think that uh, it was something which I shared about something, with how we can get close to perfection in it, that it's something that can show us with hope that we can reach these attributes at some point in our, in our eternal lives. But I had an interesting comment, and actually I, I was really grateful for this one uh, by Candice Welch. She said, uh, I don't really agree with this without an addendum. I can't think of anyone who has had a tragedy that will immediately say I'm grateful for this tragedy. I think everyone has a little complaining in them. We have feelings and we need to allow and experience the negative as well as the good feelings. But I do believe that the practice of gratitude can pull us out of those negative feelings and that we can get good at practicing in our prayers and scripture study and meditation. Gratitude will come easier eventually. But I guess I just don't know if it will come automatically when our brain is hardwired to feel sadness and anger and disgust and find everything else and everything else so easily. But I definitely believe practicing gratitude can help immensely. And I was really uh, grateful for that because I do suppose that that quote uh, does seem to suggest that, you know, we can always be happy all the time. Um, I, and I, of course, don't believe that. Um, you know, it's certainly something which I have very strong feelings with is that, you know, we all have... Um, we're all human, basically. We all have emotions, and at times we all need to feel, and it's necessary for us to feel sad or, or sadness or anger or disgust or anything like that. Uh, and so I was grateful for that comment. Um, and then the uh, next comment was from Peter Bradley, just sharing how he appreciated the uh, the quote uh, about, about spiritual gifts, how we can come to know our gifts, why these gifts are important. Um, so that was great. Um a couple more comments about grateful. Um, there's basically quite a lot of comments this week about people being grateful for some of the things that were shared in it. Um, but we did get one person talk about their personal experience with the Book of Mormon. And I've been asking for 
for a couple of times this week for people to share theirs. And I've not had many, I'll be honest. Um, but if you are still willing to, and you know, um, like I've said, it's not too late. I'd love to share some before the end of the year, some personal experiences with them um, coming to know the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon. But this person, um, Diana Purcell, uh, shared hers. And it was very similar to um, how I shared that a few people that I know have shared with me that it wasn't a, you know, dramatic moment. Uh, she said, I don't really know when I knew the Book of Mormon was true. I read it when I was in high school the first time, but didn't really pray about it. I've read it many times since, prayed about it, and always just had a warm feeling, but never what I would consider a sure witness. I always believed it was true. This year, as we started studying it, I realized that I knew it was true and that I'd really known it for a long time. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. First of all, for being willing to share that personal um, view and uh, experience with the Book of Mormon, because I know that, you know, some of you may not feel comfortable sharing those, and that's absolutely fine. But um, I loved this one because it was di a bit different to one that, um, to what I'd explained before, um, where this person, where Diana, she has talked about how she's read about it, she's prayed about it, she's always felt good about it, but not had a sure witness. But then how this year with the Come Follow Me study, it's been revealed to her that she has known for a long time that it's true. I love that. I really appreciate that. Um, and I think that, you know, it'd be difficult for many of us who have really engaged in this deep study of the Book of Mormon throughout the year. And first of all, can I congratulate you if you have done so? Because it is not an easy feat uh, to be able to deeply study this record throughout the entire year. And keep up with all the studying that needs to be done. But if you've done that, congratulations. Um, and I just love to hear your experience with that. And I think that over this next week, we'll obviously have some invitations to consider with Christmas and everything like that. But I would like to hear some of your, not necessarily experiences with the Book of Mormon as such, but just your experiences of having studied the Come Follow Me materials this year. This has certainly been the first year where my study has been the best it has ever been. Um, partly because of the podcast, and that's why I did it in the first place, to improve and get my studies to be more diligent and and fulfilling. But um, it just seems to have fallen right into the right time. And obviously this will continue next year with the Doctrine and Covenants, but I will always um, in, endeavour and in, make sure that throughout the year I, I do read from the Book of Mormon as well, because I've fallen back in love with it. Not that I'd ever really fallen out of love with it, but the love for it I've gained because of this study, has just grown exponentially. So, uh, moving on to what I wanted to share today, just really a little news article or news item, uh, which I thought was was, was interesting. Um, some, some news, and you probably had an email about it from the church about changes to the general handbook. I find this interesting because a number of years ago, well, um, a couple of years ago, actually, uh, the, the, the handbook of instructions of the church was not available for public view in its entirety. There was two handbooks. There was one, Handbook 2, which was available to the general public uh, and to all members of the church. But then there was Handbook 1, which is specifically for state presidents and bishops uh, and other such leaders like bishoprics and um, state presidencies. And for a while, I'd always kind of thought, well, you know, why is that? Why do we, why do we have a separate book? And I guess there was always the point of, well, there's some things that only they need to know. And so it's, it's not necessary for the general church membership to know. But um, that has now changed, obviously, with this new handbook over the last couple of years. Um, there is a great um, quote by Elder Anthony D. Perkins, who's a general authority 70, 
Uh, he said, quote, the general handbook has been made available to anyone who wants to be able to read it. Part of this is to be fully transparent in what the church does, but also we think it's very helpful for our members to understand how the church has administered, close quote. Um, for me personally, you know, in my calling as a state clerk, I have learned a lot over the past two and a half years in this in this role. Um, it's nearly three years now, actually, in a few months. But uh, it, it's something which I have been grateful for, to be able to see how things work and how um, things are administered. But there's, you know, there's quite a few changes. So there's some uh, policy updates about prejudice, um, some specific quote, um, comments from President Russell M. Nelson and President Donald H. Oaks on their recent teachings about the divinity and the dignity of every soul, not just about race, but about, you know, all sorts of groups and individuals, Um there's also an update on medical marijuana, uh, which was first published in July 2020, but it clarifies that the person should follow the dosage and mode of administration from the physician. Um, so it is something which, you know, the church does allow uh, as long as it is um, medically um, kind of prescribed and that it's followed in the right way. Um, seeking um, medical and health care along with um, exercising faith and receiving priesthood blessings. Uh, and then there's other um, sections that have been updated as well um, about seeking information from reliable sources, dress and appearance, and just some smaller updates there as well. There's been some, there's a big change really with uh, the administering side of things um, that state councils can meet monthly now rather than two to four times a year. Now, obviously for me as a state clerk, that's quite a significant one. Uh, and actually our state president had had insinuated he wants to move state council meetings to be more you know once a month at least rather than two or four two to four times a year i mean that's twice a year you know you meet as a state council but actually now it is monthly uh which is quite a change but i think that that is certainly how you know things have been directed to go moving forward and there are many many other things as well i could go on quite a while actually there's a lot more of small things that are updated so uh, what I would suggest is that um, you uh, have a look at the uh, the link that I share in the show notes for that if you're interested in it any further, or you might not be interested in it at all, in which case, you know, don't worry about it. But I just thought it was important to point out some important things from that. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this study. Please do uh, follow the Facebook, uh, the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. You can also e um, email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you'd like to share your thoughts and leave a review, or you can also email if you are interested in joining in a future podcast episode with myself. Thank you for your time, and until we meet again.